0: What are you? I'm Pisces. You're Pisces? Yeah. All right. Well, the LA Times says, because your mind is open, you can be expre- expressionable, gullible even, but both are better than cynicism, which darkens the world with its limited vision. You know, that's good. I've been, I made a goal for myself a couple days ago. I'm going to be less cynical. That's nice. So that that, that actually fits with what, uh, what I've been thinking about. They nailed you. They nailed me. They got me. I'm an Aries. Okay. God of war. Yeah. Do you find yourself to be an aggressive person? Uh, Certainly. (laughs) You you can find kinship with people regardless of how well your interests and beliefs match up. That's great. I think that is great. And it's true. It's true. Probably. Right. Yeah. I think I have friends who I don't agree with. We have nothing in common. We Uh -uh. (laughs) disagree on everything. This whole podcast is a charade. Yeah. We have no agreements whatsoever. Perfect politics is uh, about being able to be amicable with people that you don't agree with. That's right. Yeah. Um, you grit your teeth and bear my opinions. <laughs> like on the pod. People should, once we cut like the episode, like once the audio is off, people should see my reaction. I explode. An outburst. <laughs> you like throw the microphone. Wrong again, Melan. <laughs> But that is like funny to think that you just grit your teeth and you're like, okay, next <laughs> article. <laughs> just everything that I talk about. Uh, welcome to Perfect Politics. Welcome to Perfect Politics. How are you doing? Dude, I'm pretty good. I'm mm-hmm. feeling good. The weather's nice. Uh, yeah. it, it rained last night and the, yeah. the sky is super clear. That's the bar for me of good LA weather where it's not too hot and um, there's not an intense amount of uh, pollution in the sky. Yeah. It cleans the air. Yeah. The air is more breathable. Right. It trickles down into our drinking water, uh-huh. and then we drink it, but I'm okay with that. I like being in bed, and you hear the, the rain, and then you wake up, and it's bright. <clears throat> Me too. It's fresh. It's a new start. Yeah. A new day, a new year. Yeah. A lot of good things going on. It's 2024. Mm -hmm. You're listening to this in the second week of 2024. Yeah. But we're recording it on the first. I'm not going to do this whole thing where we're like, yeah, and it's the 13th today or whatever. We're not doing that. (laughs) Yeah, we we can't hold your hand in the space time continuum. No, it's January 3rd. Yeah. Get used to it. I don't care when you're listening (laughs) to this. It's January (laughs) 3rd, 2024. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. And we read the Tuesday, January 2nd, LA Times. Yeah. You, you really have to, like, influence me to read the newspaper. If you mm-hmm. didn't ever bring it up, I would never ask to read the newspaper. Yeah, I'm too scared. This is well-established. I'm afraid of the news in yeah. general. Well, I like it. I, it. It, like, brings me back. Yeah. It feels like if you just read articles on your phone, you're kind of untethered. Yeah. And your phone hates you and wants you to become a freak. So the conspiracy that the phone articles that you can read, you can go down a rabbit hole. My phone wants me to buy a dish rack right now because I've been talking about it. We got one. No, but I know, but I want one that like goes over the sink. Oh, okay. And it took a few weeks for it to like listen to me, but it finally figured out the exact type that I want. Okay. (laughs) And it's like advertising it to me now, which, um... Are we going to buy it? What? Well, I was going to run it by you before I bought one. Um, I need to show it to you. Okay. Um... But this is just to your point that my phone doesn't care about me, really. I, I mm-hmm. mean, in, in a, it just wants to sell me things. And yeah. when you read articles online, that's all it's about, you know? You are pay dirt. Yeah. That your phone is trying to sift through your pockets and take all of your money. <laughs> can, I, can I also tell you, like, uh, I, I produce like live comedy shows. Yeah. So and I'm bad at it, let's be honest, like I'm, I'm just going to be honest with people like I'm not good at getting people to come out to comedy shows. Most of the shows I've run in Los Angeles have been failures. Some of them have been good, <laughs> but I'm not a social person. I don't like people that much. Uh-huh. I don't have a huge friend group. Mm-hmm. So when people come to my shows, it's like five people who accidentally bought tickets. I've been getting really good. I've been talking to people about how to get good at meta Facebook ads Okay. And going into the Meta Business Suite, people who have actually used that, listeners Mm -hmm. who have used that, will know that it's the most confusing interface known to man. Okay, but I'm getting quite good at it, Mm -hmm. and I'm understanding how people market to us via Instagram and Facebook ads, Mm -hmm. and I'm realizing that that is all Facebook and Instagram is about. Oh yeah, it's just for people like like to learn how to target ads to people. Right, the stuff that you can do on there is borderline illegal, <laughs> like what you can do on there. Facebook isn't worth a trillion dollars because two aunts get to talk to each other. No, it's worth a billion dollars. Cause they get to tell those aunts who to vote for. Yeah. It's in, dude, it's insane how specific you can get with your targeting on there. You can be like, Oh, these people visited my website and they uh, also like hats. <laughs> I, I, and Facebook knows that they're like, Oh, these people like hats. Yeah. So they're going to market to those 20 people it's, it's a little scary, man. You know, I think to get the correct dish rack for us, yeah, I got to start talking into my phone about dish racks yeah. and then see what they sell me. Okay. And then we'll cross-reference. We're, we've already begun. Your phone's on you probably right now, right? My phone knows. Okay. I think my phone also knows that I'm an idiot and don't have money. Yeah. So I, I don't think that my ads are as targeted as, as some people. Right. I don't, I don't connect credit cards to stuff. I don't use Apple Pay. That's great, man. I think that's that's awesome. I, I feel like your ads are probably like, they're like, uh, hey, are you looking for work? Sometimes I'll get like an ad in Spanish uh-huh. and I'll be like, hell yeah. That's crazy. Y'all don't know who the fuck I am. I'd, yeah, because you know, you know, I, I don't ever hear you speak Spanish. so Can't do it. No, <laughs> you can't speak Spanish. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really funny how like I'll be on a phone call and I'll have like really bad cell reception. My mom can't hear what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but then I'll just like whisper like dish rack mm-hmm. and my phone hears it from like 30 feet across the room. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's perfect. That came right. loud and clear somehow. And he's talking to his mom. This means something to him. Right. <laughs> they're they're pinpointing the things that are sentimental. Yeah. I did speak Spanish the other day though. Oh, okay. Someone got in my car. Uh, I drive Uber and... And they were like, uh, como estas? And I was like, bien, ¿y tú? And, and then they said a bunch of stuff. And that's like, I was maxed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd be like, my name's not Samuel; it's Samuel. <laughs> he was Ar- calling you Samuel. Yeah. Okay. Armenian people also think that, You're, or, Samuel's a biblical name. Yeah. And everybody is a narcissist. And so yeah. they think that Samuel or Samuel is their version of it. So people think I'm Armenian. People think I'm a little bit Spanish. It's it's because you're uh, you're driving Uber, right? Yeah. So it's because your profile said doesn't say Sam Lindsay. No, it's, it says yeah. Samuel yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. I keep it professional. It's that's biblical, man. Uh-huh. When you go with the full Samuel, that's why people are talking to you. Like yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So I did speak a little bit of Spanish, but I, I'm gonna stop doing that because you shouldn't like ask somebody how they're doing with a hundred percent of the language that you know. Yeah. Cause then it's like, well, I guess that means I don't really give a shit cause you tell me and I'm not like I'm listening, but I can't hear you. Bn e 2 fuck I'm tapped <laughs> that moment where you're like shit I'm tapped out right now oh yeah they like go into a long soliloquy about how they're doing yeah your eyes are just wide you're like if I crash the shit. car I won't have to listen to this anymore <laughs> and they won't know that I'm a fraud <laughs> they just finish this long sad sounding paragraph of yeah. words and I'm just like mm. if I'm racist to him and he gets out of the car he won't know that I don't know Spanish <laughs> get out of here cute brown <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> Oof, oof, save save my ass that again. guy still thinks i can speak spanish yes i'm just intolerant <laughs> that should be a badge on <laughs> uber drivers mm-hmm. intolerant but some people might want that they're like yeah cool he got the badge for intolerance <clears throat> i like that how was your new year's eve driving for uber it was good good it was good it's a mandatory shift i'm glad you're safe too it's it's daunting it's like the playoffs of of driving uber yeah which is why I like it, because a normal day of driving Uber is boring, and I don't make as much money, and um, all of the risks are, are still there. Yeah. But this, there's more money, people are amateurs, people are excited to be out, Yeah, they're going to some party, there's high hopes, high expectations. Low hopes on the way home, because you have to drive people from the party back home. Yeah, it's awesome. I love picking people up from a party and then being like, that didn't, that didn't really do it for me. <laughs> they're just Why do we, why do we go out? Uh-huh. Why did we do that? We didn't do uh, I like going to restaurants and concerts, but what what was that? Yeah. What did we just and then like the lady is like, "It was nice. It was fun. It's a New Year's." That was the thing. Yeah. And the guy is like, "We shouldn't do stuff like that. I'm never going out again." <laughs> I love uh, being because when you're in an Uber on the way home, you're still out. Yeah. So I love when people are still out and they're like, "We shouldn't have done that." That's cool that you get to hear those conversations. Worst attitudes ever. Yeah. I, on the other hand, hosted a party, so mm-hmm. a lot of people probably had that conversation after they left my house. Wasn't worth it. Wasn't worth it. <laughs> Why did we drive there? Parking sucked. We knew it was going to suck. Why did we go? He didn't have any alcohol. <laughs> I had a party and the one guy came to my house. So I was like, I, I had a bunch of food though, Yeah, but I put BYOB on the flyer because yeah. I don't drink and I didn't want to buy booze. Yeah. So I put BYOB on the flyer and the guy comes in and I was like, uh, yeah, you guys want something to eat? I I don't have anything to drink. And he was like, okay, um don't have anything to drink. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I have some like, uh, cookies. If you guys are, I have some like bottled water. He's uh-huh. like, well, I guess that's one thing you do have. I was really? like, he was I was like that. Yeah. Well, I was like, I want you to leave my party now. <laughs> Showing up to a house party with nothing in your hands and being like, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. I'm like, well, I wrote the thing that you were supposed to bring a good attitude and beer. Those were the two things you're supposed to bring. <laughs> There was beer left over though. Yeah. By the end of the night, there was beer left over. Our friend Andrew Cottle's, uh brought some beer and okay. didn't drink it. And he specifically said it was for you. Hell yeah. Well, I already drank won't. it. I'm going to send him a thank you note. <laughs> we also got liquor, but you don't drink liquor. I mean, I do, but not in the house like this. Yeah. You know? There's a there's like a quarter there's like a like a quarter of an ounce of Jack Daniel's left in a bottle. So Yeah, I don't know how I could dress that up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I could drink that and be like, "Yeah, that was good. That was cool." But uh January 1st is my holiday cuz I get in late and then I sleep and then I wake up at a vague time. And then I drank some beer and you seem like, yeah, like you had a good January 1st. Like you seemed relaxed. Hell yeah. And like you had a mm-hmm. good amount of sleep, which I was, it was nice to see. I slept well. I wasn't hung over. I had some chicken. Didn't leave the house. Yeah. It's nice on a, a day like this to just stay inside the fortress. I agree. I went to Santa Barbara. I drove pretty far, but I wasn't hung over. So the drive wasn't right. bad or anything. And I had a nice day in Santa Barbara. Um, I, we, we rode bikes on the beach. I had to do the bike rental thing Okay, where you download an app for city bikes yeah. and then uh, it's just on your phone for three years and you yeah. never, it's just taking up uh, <laughs> three gigs. <laughs> I can't even save my dad's phone number anymore. Cause no, cause you I got have, city bike. I have a city bike app that I can't <laughs> use that I spent $17 on, on three years ago. So, um, but very, you know, Santa Barbara was fun. We went into a restaurant, a Italian restaurant, just looking for somewhere to eat. And, uh, they were in, this guy was uh, distressed. This guy it was the worst night of his life. I just walk in and I was like, uh, I just, I was like two. And he was like, nah, can't do that for you tonight. It's only reservations. I was uh-huh. like, okay, I don't care. I don't <laughs> want to eat here that bad. <laughs> the guy was like mad at me for even coming to him. Yeah. That's a reservation only place. That's a reservation only place. You should have known. Yeah. Your pizzeria is only. You should be like, I'm in from the big city, buddy. I, I don't understand. This. I don't care. This pizza is not good. I know it can't be that good. Um but uh, then I, we ended up eating at a Mexican restaurant that was very welcoming and yeah. the food came out in seven minutes. I think oh, I, I ordered it and yeah. the food just came out and that when rocks. you're, when you're starving and food comes out quickly, I don't care how bad the food is. It's the best restaurant that's ever existed. Totally. I don't care. Speed is king. Yeah. You brought <laughs> me, I just ordered my food's here. It's six 30. I'm done eating. <laughs> So that was my New Year's Day. It was fun. Nice. Yeah, I think we both had successful New Year's, and now we're on the other side. We're on the other side. I'm excited for 2024. Yeah, we know our horoscopes. We know our horoscopes. I'm going to be more open and less cynical. Yeah. And you, yours wasn't really a horoscope. Yours was just a compliment. Some of your friends suck. Yeah, some of your friends suck, but you rock. <laughs> okay? And I'm cynical. You're capable of having friends with abhorrent views. <laughs> All right. One thing that I also wanted to talk about is I had to go to Costco for my New Year's party to get food and stuff. Mm -hmm. The Costco samples generally are for interesting products that you haven't tried before, right? Like, try this cheese ravioli, and you're like, "What's?" And then everybody has to be like, what? I've never had, what's ravioli or whatever? Mm -hmm. I saw a guy, I saw a woman handing out samples for... (laughs) Kraft mac and cheese. Oh no! Just regular craft cr- mac and that's cheese. That's crazy. And then people are like waiting for these little cups of craft mac right. and cheese, like, and they have to pretend and be like, "I've never had tr- mac and cheese. What's this?" You know, they're starving. They Was just, she? Did she work for Craft? The, these uh, these people that hand out samples. Interestingly enough, my sister actually works for the company. Okay. And, um, I forget the name of the company, but they handle all of the samples at Costco. Um, like Kraft does not handle their own sampling at Costco. They just go through a third party company okay. and that company just hires right. a bunch of people to do it. So Kraft pays a certain amount of money to this third party. Yeah. And Kraft is just a big enough company where they're like, we'll pay them. We'll, you know, we'll have some boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. And when we say boots on the ground, it's a uh, 30, 70 year old women. <laughs> That's yeah. the army of sample givers. Those are the boots on the ground that you want. Yeah. The old woman boots. Hey, would you like to try a trisket? It's uh-huh. like, a, I've never had one with tomatoes on top. That's insane. <laughs> um, so my idea for Costco going forward is I would like to have samples of everything that they have to offer. I mm-hmm. want samples of the sweatpants. I want a little piece of cloth. I like that. that they give out. Yeah. Um, if you're spelling it, if, uh, if you're selling a space heater, I want a one wire from the space heater mm-hmm. <laughs> that I just get to take home with me. Yeah. I want it all, man. I like mm-hmm. it. And they have it all. And they have it all. So that's my new plan for Costco. Nice. Um, Any resolutions? You already give me a resolution. Yeah, we talked a little bit about resolutions last week, but um, one of my resolutions uh, that we have on record is I'm going to watch the movie Heat. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And my second resolution is I'm going to be more open-minded to uh, comedy. I'm going to look into comedians Hmm. that I haven't looked into yet and Hmm. try to enjoy them. Interesting. With no cynicism just like my astrology chart said. Okay. Yeah. I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'm not there yet on my comedic journey. Yeah. To be so open-minded. Yeah. You know what you like and you like what you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I might just continue to hate watch stuff. Yeah. I think a good uh, concept is to not watch the Matt Rifes of the world and to find comedians that you do like and to enjoy it unironically. I'm going to find out what Matt Reif was like in seventh grade. You're going to do a deep dive. I'm, doing, I'm going deeper. You're going deeper into Why like does this. he use black voice? Yes. How does he come out of a 2,000-person town in Ohio uh-huh. and use black voice? And has this very specific voice. How does this happen? It was cultivated on Wild and Out, and it was uh, emboldened by his army of white, old white ladies that like his comedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> to me, he's kind of like the Justin Timberlake of comedy. He is, yeah. He. It's like... It, do you want the coolness of black culture, but you're racist? Yeah, Matt Rife. You know what's funny is um, a lot of people I like and I'm friends with who aren't super deep into comedy. They're like, uh, they'll just be uh, randomly sometimes they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we went to go see Matt Rife last week." Crazy. And uh, they're not only are he's these, like Taylor Swift. Not only do these people enjoy my stand up, which is very different from. Matt Reif but Mm -hmm. also they're very funny people like I was talking to you know some people that just they're very they're not comedians but they just make really good jokes sometimes Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah we went to go see Matt Reif yeah and that really tells me all I need to know about how comedy works (laughs) where it's like it doesn't matter people just go see whatever's he he's a phenomenon yeah it's just whatever's available some some someone in their friend group was like hey I'm gonna go see this person you want to come like yeah sure I'll go I'll go watch he's the big show of the month yeah Kyle Canadian comes through your town. You don't even know about it. But no, you don't. <laughs> he's a, he's an assassin. He's a ninja. Um, he's trying not to be found. Um, we watched a movie. We watched a movie this week. We watched it last night. It's called Sisu. Sisu. There's a discrepancy, whether it's a 2022 or 2023 movie. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, all I know is that I saw trailers for it in 2023. Yeah. It might be an international movie. I'm not really sure, but I think that's uh, what it is. If that's the case, then it came to us in 2023 and I believe it was in theaters last year. So, yeah, it came out in like American theaters, I think in April. Yeah. So that's a 2023 movie for us. It's 2023. We live in L.A. and it's not New Year's until our clock strikes midnight. No. And we're movie town. We're movie town. If, if i don't know about it it doesn't exist as exactly far as film is concerned so for us the new year starts when we get it when we get sisu and when we got sisu in 2023 yeah so it's 2023 i loved it i liked it it might be the most simple movie we've watched so far <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna call it dumb but sure. fun uh it's a movie about uh this old guy yep finds a bunch of gold yep. um in Finland, in Finland, nineteen forty-four, Nazi, Nazi, World War Two. Would it be crazy Nazi to occupied. say this is this might be a Finnish movie? Yeah, maybe it's a Finnish movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, runs into Nazis mm-hmm. who want his gold, and then it's basically about him outrunning the Nazis as they chase him through yeah. these, uh, this what they call scorched earth Finnish outlands, yeah. where the Nazis have basically decimated the countryside. I assume that. The background is true, that the Nazis yeah. in 1944 were going north through Finland into Norway. Yeah. That's where they were retreating, and they were setting up landmines, blowing stuff up, laying waste to all of the land, and this guy was finding gold by himself up there in Finland. Yeah. With him and his horse and his dog. Him and his horse and his dog. It's um, it's a little bit like John Wick set in World War II, almost. Yeah, it would be like if Inglorious Bastards had a John wick figure in the same universe, but in Finland doing his own thing. Yeah. I, uh, I like, uh, the fun, uh, Nazi movies where people are killing Nazis and it's just supposed to be a big spectacle and gore Mm -hmm. show. Yeah. That's a good genre of movie to me. It's also in the genre uh, of the Northsmen, in my opinion. Uh, my friend described, uh, the Northsmen as, uh, the next, it was the, the latest movie where it's like, Hey, white people are still pretty cool, too. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's also this movie. Yeah. So when I saw this in trailers, I was like, oh, it's a white people are still pretty cool, too. I do movie. like that. It's kind of the, just the, the tagline. Don't forget about the white guys. Remember 1944? We were kind of cool back then. I mean, <laughs> a lot of us were uh, genocidal maniacs, but some of us are pretty cool back then. Yeah. So, uh, it, but it's a cool movie. It reminded me a lot of, like, Bollywood movies, actually, because uh-huh. I watch a lot of those, like a lot of the action movies, and... Essentially, it's the concept of, what if this guy was the coolest, toughest, smartest guy ever? And actually, all these guys are coming after him, but he's actually tougher and uh, stronger and he'll never give up, actually. I I like this movie because it's it's kind of the opposite of Fast X, what we just watched, because it's one guy, one narrative, very simple. Simple. 90 minutes. The 90-minute action movie needs to have a resurgence. Yeah. I think he doesn't talk until the end. No, he doesn't say one word. I don't no think. dialogue from him. Only from the Nazis and um, their hostages. And their hostages. They have a hostage of a of several women that they've kidnapped. Yeah. Um. And he talks at the end. He says some stuff that's great. Yeah. He says he, his last. If you watch the movie, his last lines in the movie are very satisfying and fun. Yeah. Um. I, I like movies like this. Uh. But uh, you know, listen. I know there's a bunch of people out there that are like, no. This is this is my problem though. I feel like a lot of people would watch like international movies like Bollywood movies or Indian movies that are exactly like this and be like this is stupid and then they would see a movie like this and like this is actually very smart. And yes. it's like they're both dumb. Yes. But they're both cool. Yes. And they're both fun. So cool, dumb, and fun. Cool, dumb, and fun. A, a good movie. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if I had a favorite part. There's some cool parts. He like throws a landmine. He throws a rock and like sets off a bunch of landmines. Yeah, um, it's like John Wick. In like, ooh, that was a cool death. Mm, never yeah. seen someone kill someone like that before. They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, I've never seen somebody <laughs> uh, uh, be in a river drowning and then pull people down with yeah. them slit their throats and then breathe the oxygen out yeah. of their esophagus. Hardcore. Never seen that before in a movie. No. That was pretty cool. That yeah. was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> um, I like the ending. Uh-huh. I like when he finally talks. Mm-hmm. That was a good moment too. And I, I mean, I'm a simple man. I like gold. I like cash. Yeah. And this is a gold to cash movie. You like cash for gold sometimes. I love it both ways. Yeah, or gold for cash. I like it both ways. But I think they she- both really serve a purpose in the community. <laughs> Me too. And I like, uh, cash for gold. I like gold for cash. Um, you you had a, a basically an opinion about the movie where it was like <clears throat> this is a movie where you know what's going to happen at the yeah. end of it mm-hmm. it doesn't matter right um, but you're going to watch it anyway you were saying it's like uh, watching an old sports game this would this is like kind of like watching Tiger Woods win the Masters from two- 1997 <laughs> you're just watching it on YouTube or like ESPN oh, yeah. seven or something and let me just to all of our listeners out there if you want to get into golf yeah. if you don't know how to get into golf you can just go on YouTube and watch Tiger. Dominate. I'm going to do that. And do yeah. what no man has done before in any sport.
1: I'm going to do golf shots
0: all day long. Yeah. I, I, that's I, what this is. Just knife to a Nazi's face all day long. Yeah. There's some cool, there's some cool stuff. That, there's cool ways that the knives go into the Nazi's heads too. They does it all from the side. And then you see the knife go through horizontally. There's a lot going from the top. Back yeah. down. There's mm-hmm. some going from the bottom. Yep. They go all. It's all angles of knives and heads in this it, movie. It really does remind me of Tiger Woods because when he was first coming on the scene, they were like, I don't know if this brown guy has what it takes. Yeah. And then he sure he won a lot of junior golf tournaments, but the pressure of major championships, this is he can't handle it. And then he wins by a million. Right. And then he knifes Phil Mickelson in the head <laughs> from the top down. Uh-huh. And we're like, we've never seen that. Give yep. him a green jacket. Give him five. <laughs> Give him five. It's a good comparison. I liked it. I don't know what else to say about the movie. It was fun. I mean, comfort food. Yeah, it's fun. It's interesting. I think we were after a 90-minute movie. Mm -hmm. We're still watching movies from 2023. Yeah. And there are a lot of great ones that we're attempting to see. But it's tough to like sit on the couch at 9 p.m. and throw on Oppenheimer. No, like we want to watch that in Killers of the Flower Moon, and Mm -hmm. we will either for the podcast or just for our own enjoyment. Mm -hmm. But you get home at like 9 o'clock, and so if we want to watch a movie at like Tuesday night, it's like we're not going to stay up until 1 a.m. watching a movie. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is three hours and 26 minutes. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know how to watch it. It's like looking at an object that's like too big to pick up. Yeah, like I I don't, I I really don't know. How do I lift this off the ground? Yeah, (laughs) no one's ever watched a movie that long; their eyes would explode. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't fathom how I could rent and watch that movie. Yeah, we'll get there one day. We'll figure it out. We're gonna um, also watch movies from this year once they start coming out. Yeah, and uh, I think we should talk a little bit about the most anticipated movies. Yeah, so the LA Times. Good edition. This was the Rose Bowl edition, and it had all the real news in it, but it had the you know fun fun stuff in it too. You want to show people the sticker that was on the front? (sighs) You know, you buy a a premium news, a newspaper to not get pop-up ads. This came with a plumbing sticker on it. It had a sticker. It's not a part of the newspaper. Some guy slapped. I assume the plumber himself (laughs) had to have been. (laughs) Slapped a sticker on there. This was grassroots advertising. This, yeah. this guy went in to the liquor store and put his sticker on newspapers. Yeah, he's like, uh, one rock star, pack of uh, cigarettes, and uh, you guys don't mind if I uh, slap a sticker on each of your LA <laughs> times, do you? For my plumbing biz, for my shit and piss business? <laughs> you guys don't mind, right? Yeah. So, like, well, we do mind. Um, well, he already did. Don't, don't worry, nobody buys those anyway. <laughs> Nobody buys those here. Nobody buys those anyway. This is a liquor store. People, People buy cigarettes and liquor. Yeah, these are for these are for alcoholics. <laughs> Nobody cares about the LA Times. But they got, the LA Times came out with movies that they are excited about. And yeah. so there are some movies from their list that we are also excited about. Yeah. Um, Dune part two. Dune. You excited about that? <laughs> I'm super excited. I like Dune uh, part one. I've read the book. Um, I would read more of the books going into the future. Okay. After I finished the first one, I was a little traumatized. It's pretty long. Yeah but uh, i've had friends who've read the sequels and say that they're good so i could this could be a year where i get a little bit more into the the duneverse the duneverse the duneverse <laughs> um and I like Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. I think uh, they're cool people. Yep. They're people that would like me if I hung out with them. You know, I think they'd enjoy my company. A little I think Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya would also like you. I think their you know, their cool factor would be boosted up by hanging yeah. out with a guy like me. They need a guy like you in their life. Yeah. To keep them grounded. Yeah. Yeah. And to make sure that they're eating <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm the guy I'm the guy in the entourage that makes sure everyone's eating enough. <laughs> and you know what, Timothy? he doesn't look like he's eating enough no so no oh not on this list but Wonka yeah I do want to see Wonka me too we gotta watch that that might have been last year though right yeah it was it's not on the 2024 list because it's already come out but we should watch that I'm interested in um, Furiosa Mad Max saga I'm into it I'm super excited me too yeah is there more Tom Hardy in this I don't know. I I haven't uh, seen much more than the trailer for it. I don't think I saw him in the trailer. Okay. It might just be a focus on her. Like, cause it's a, I believe it's a prequel. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. Super excited for that. I like the universe. I like the cars. Me too. I like the doom. I like a world uh, that's run on gasoline when it's like an apocalyptic future. I don't like it when it's now because it just reminds me of the fact that we're fucking up the environment, you know? Right. But I like it in the future where it's like, that's all we have and we're just like really. Right. It's over. The environment is. It's a Mad Max. They're not trying to preserve anything anymore. Right. So they're I like trying pe- to survive. Exactly. I like people drinking gasoline and spitting it into the engine directly. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I like people putting grease on their face just because it's. <laughs> I don't know. That's all they have, I guess. A movie that I was aware of that I brought up to you today, Ballerina. Yeah. John Wick Saga. Didn't know about this until you brought it up. I, I knew that this was going to be the next thing that came out. I'm a super fan of John Wick. And you kind of have an in, right? Your friends working on, worked on the TV show. I have a friend who works at Lionsgate, and he is aware that I am the biggest John Wick fan. Um, so I keep him grounded. I I am the masses, to, to him, you should be in a focus group. I feel like if you were in a focus group, you're the reason ballerina. You don't have to say it right now, but if you might be the person, I just want to put it on the podcast that you might be the person responsible for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I'll take credit. I like just the idea of you in a in a focus I've, group. I've talked with this guy uh, about multiple different types of. Um, Settings and themes that could exist in the John Wick universe. Oh sweet. So my opinion is out there. Okay. Cool. Um June 7th. Ballerina. So the idea for this one is that she's a ballerina who's what on out to get revenge? Russian assassin, Russian ballerina. Russian assassin. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh huh. Yeah. Um Joker. New Joker. It's called um, what is it called? Joker part do or like Folly I do. Folly I do. I don't know. Uh, Lady Gaga's in it. Everyone makes fun. Joker, that movie was a big meme. Everyone made fun of it. Yeah. The Joker is a funny character that inspires people who are lame. But the movies are good. And this one will be good. I I, I enjoyed the first Joker. I I thought it was uh, a little dumb, but I still enjoyed it. I wasn't in the camp of people who thought it was bad. Um, I saw it at, like, a $3 movie theater, and um, it was a fun experience. Yeah, I watching, like it. Watching it with a big group of people. I don't, you know, I don't go to the rooftops and yell that I love the Joker because that's not a cool type of guy. You know what's funny, though? I watched it in a theater where it was, like, most... It was $3 theater night. A lot of families there just because it's, like, good bang for your buck. A lot of, like families lots of kids in the audience that are this rated r movie people were laughing out loud at the violence like it was people were just like dying it was crazy and it wasn't it wasn't like what you would expect which is like guys in their 30s or 20s that were like stoically like enjoying it yeah taking notes yeah taking notes no it was it was literally just uh everybody just realizes that it's stupid and fun and yeah and that's what it is yeah it's a superhero movie um, that's the rest of the stuff that I'm excited about on here. Uh, Deadpool three was on there. Deadpool three is on here. Yeah. And, um, nothing to say about that, but there is also a movie called Megalopolis that I yep. read, uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola and it's going to have Shia LaBeouf, uh, Dustin Hoffman, another, other like okay. big stars in it. I don't really know what it's about, but it sounds interesting to me. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, and Mean Girls. That was the la- the last one. Mean Girls. I don't know if I'm excited about that. I'll, I'll watch it. I, I'm not yeah. excited because I don't. I, it makes me feel like uh, it makes me feel a little old. It's coming out soon. You we know? could watch it soon. I think I think it should just it should be on our radar. We don't have to watch it. Okay. Yeah. But as, uh, as someone who's, who was bullied by mean girls in high school, I love seeing them get their come up in some yeah. film yeah. in this fake world. <laughs> yeah, well, I was popular in high school, so I just refer to those as the, my friends. Your friends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're making fun of my friends. <laughs> hey, everybody, let's boycott this movie. <laughs> mean girls? <clears throat> you mean Sarah and Jessica? <laughs> They have families now. They have kids. <laughs> Their kids could be watching this. Mean girls in high school now do have kids. Yeah, they do. Successful yeah. people in high school except for me, they got a family and a house and a you know life. Yeah, they're doing okay. They're doing. Yeah. Some of them are doing very well. Yeah. Um and that's that's no problem for me. I was I was popular at my senior year. I just want to say for the podcast. <laughs> I was actually very popular. <laughs> I just, I don't want that to fly by without me mentioning that Uh I was also uh, kind of a big deal in my senior year. Did you do anything your senior year to kick that off? Yes. I beat up the principal and really, no, but that would, that's how you get popular. I knew a guy who punched the principal in the face. Really? Yeah. It probably didn't make him popular though, right? Probably just people were like, you freak. No, everybody was like, what the fuck was that? That that was weird. (laughs) Principal Jason, (laughs) he's cool. He eats lunch with us. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, excited, excited for the twenty twenty four movie. Should we less. talk about the real news? Yeah, I'm a ready. A lot of fake news, a lot of inconsequential news in the L A Times. Yeah, which is fine. We skipped over a lot of it. I did at least. Um, a lot but you of did frivolous you, fun stuff in there. Did you Did you read anything that was good though? Um. Hmm. I would say. Their coverage on Gaza is, you know what? Actually, I think they did a highlight. There was an op-ed about Latino Jews in LA. I thought that was interesting. Okay. They didn't say anything specifically about the views of these people. Yeah. They didn't want to get into the waters of politics, really. It's just exciting to know about the Latino Jew population. Hey, that's the whole article. Hey, they're here. They exist. They're around. Huge photo. Huge photo. Huge photo. (laughs) Just like, this is them. Representation matters. This, this is what they. This is what they are. This Asking is, them what they think about Hamas. Let's leave that out of the. Let's paper. leave that out of there. But I'm sure they actually the reporter did that, and mm-hmm. then they were like, "No, just get a picture with the you know the menorah, yeah, and talk about how you know there are synagogues in Jamaica that had sand floors <laughs> to soak up the sound uh-huh. because you, you didn't want to pray too loudly, and, and people know that Jews are praying. Oh wow, interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. But no current political views coming from the Latino Jew, uh, community right now. That gives me a good idea. Maybe we should pour sand in our podcast studio. That would help with the sound. Yeah. I don't want our neighbors to hear that we're giggling and enjoying ourselves. No. How could we let them know such a thing? (laughs) I, I, I do think that they had a couple, uh, reasonably good articles about Gaza and Israel. Mm hmm. Um, I didn't read the article in the LA times, but I'd read an online article about Israel saying that it's going to pull out thousands of troops from Gaza. Yep. And so, um, on Monday, uh, the military said that several thousand troops were going to be taken out for on, uh, for training and rest basically. Yeah. A lot of these troops are reserves. Yeah. They're not full time. These are like guys who are in school or have stores. Yeah. So, and, um, Military uh, enlistment is uh, mandatory in Israel, right? So everybody has to be in the in the military. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what this means specifically. Um, you could take it as a good thing, but it's not. You know, people are wary to say this isn't like doves flying over Gaza. And
1: no, the I, I, there's no reason coming. for
0: someone in Gaza mm-hmm. to be excited about this. No. This is a new phase of. The genocide. I think that the north, North Gaza has been secured enough as far as the IDF is concerned, and so they can pull out thousands of troops. What'd you say? First wave was bombing them. Oh yeah, there was something funny in the article I read where uh, just the way that they described their phases, yeah. right? Phase one, like you just said, bombing. They're gonna mm-hmm. shoot artillery into Gaza, level yeah. the level the ground. Phase two, invasion. Mm -hmm. Right. Going in there. Stage three. We're not going to tell you. Can't tell you. It's a secret. Big secret. (laughs) That was like what the article said the Israeli government was saying. Yeah. So we're at the end of stage two where they're pulling out troops and stage three will begin. And it's a mystery. Yeah. We can't. uh, Yeah, we can't. We can't tell you what's good. We can't tell you it. Wait, why? Why can't you tell us? Uh, uh, it's a war crime. So we can't really tell you. We can't really tell you guys what our war crimes are going to be. Yeah, do we don't want do to title stage three war crimes. Yeah, crimes against humanity. <laughs> well, more crimes against humanity. Uh, we're going to pump seawater through all the tunnels and, and make the ground infertile permanently. Yeah. Uh, we're going to drive everybody out of Gaza like we've been wanting to do for decades. <laughs> we're going to keep bombing them, which is really uh, not about bombing them, but future construction. We're just doing our demolition early for new Israel for new, uh, it's called new Israel. (laughs) Okay. They can't (laughs) say it. (laughs) Phase three is new Israel, Uh, new Israel. Uh, no, we can't say what we're going to call it. Um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we're going to put up resorts and uh, along the beach. Um, So separately on Monday, the U S announced that it was going to take an aircraft carrier strike group back from the Eastern Mediterranean and then replace it with an amphibious assault ship and accompanying warships. I don't even know what you're taking one aircraft carrier and then replacing it with other ships. Yeah, Phase two is over. Yeah. And so we need phase three military stuff now. Amphibious stuff. Yeah. It's just an important reminder also is that, uh, Israel controls the sea outside of Gaza as Mm -hmm. well. They have tons of, their military controls all of the ocean. So any, any yeah. uh, uh, supplies coming in and out through the water are also controlled through them. Right. And the U.S. is a part of that, obviously. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or in a sense, it's good that there's less troops and there's less military presence. But mm-hmm. to to say like it's just for rest shows that they're just planning for the next right big thing. Right. Uh, but we can't say what it is. We don't want to say what it is. No. Okay. Um. There was also another good article in the L.A. Times about the Netanyahu uh, fighting the court system, the judicial system. Yeah. Listen, I don't really understand exactly what they're fighting about. But no, I, I read the article and I don't have a lot of confidence talking about it on the podcast. I can talk about it because I, I get the general stroke of it. I don't know what their uh, government system is like. I can't go into the details, but here's what I know. Netanyahu wants more power. Yes. And he wants power over the ju- judicial system. He wants to take away the checks and balances yeah. of the Israeli government. That's all it is. Uh, and the and the judicial system in Israel said, no, we're not going to let you do that. Right. And that's what's happening right now. Um, Basically, it's just them, it's Netanyahu and his cabinet being like, why can't we just do whatever we want? Right. And this was a conflict going on before October 7th. And then after October 7th, for the past three months, this has kind of gone on the back burner. Yeah. There's been more unity in Israel, understandably. But now the Supreme Court of Israel is like kind of back to their um, former... Uh, argument. Yeah. They're like, no, you can't just have complete control and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. People were protesting the Israeli government before uh, yeah. the October 7th attacks. They don't want this either. They don't want the fact they don't want uh, Netanyahu to have complete control over the laws and what happens. Right. <laughs> Again, I don't know the details of how their government works, but I get the idea of one dude being like, yeah, uh, we just want to do whatever we want to do, and how a war can be a good excuse for you to gain power. Like, look over here, what's going on over here. It reminds me of Trump, where there would be a lot of people who would oppose Trump trying to grab as much power as possible, but then if we were to go into a conflict like this, then it's like, all right, my voice shouldn't be so loud right now. There's a war, et cetera. Yeah, But now it's been three months and it's like, well, maybe we should bring up that thing we were talking about before. Yeah. About how you're trying to take all the power. Yeah. Maybe we should. uh, That should be on the. (laughs) Maybe we should take that off the back burner. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of why we're in this situation to begin with is because we have a uh, we have a leader who thinks that that's okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that, that was, that was an interesting article too. Mm -hmm. Although I didn't understand the the context of it very much because the article was kind of (laughs) bad. It wasn't like, it didn't, it gave no context. It didn't give a lot of specifics, but I get, yeah, I get the gist. Yeah. I get the gist. Netanyahu wants less checks and balances. Yeah. And the Supreme court says we matter too. Yeah. There needs to be a balanced democracy. Did you like the op-ed piece where they talked about Israel's planned evacuation of Palestinians? I agree with it. Me too. Um, This all seems like a scheme to get rid of 2 million Palestinians. Uh, They want to ethnically cleanse the area if they die from starvation or bombs, or they go to Egypt to live out their days, whatever. As long as we get new Israel. As long as we get new Israel, yeah. uh, The article said a good, like, kind of— phrase that i liked it said uh israel is creating irreversible realities mm-hmm. so what they did in the west bank and uh you know what they've been doing for decades is they just set up settlements by international law they're considered illegal right but once the settlements are up israel's like well they're already there yeah so well sorry like yeah. we are, we already did it well that's irreversible once people are like living in that city and it has and since they have the the backing of the U.S. and other countries, those Israeli people who have moved into the West Bank, aren't leaving, you know, no, right. but the pockets of uh, Palestinians living in the West Bank is going to shrink smaller and smaller over time. Right. So this is uh, what they're doing in Gaza is another irreversible reality. Like yes. what you said, if they pump seawater into the tunnels and they c- completely destroy the infrastructure, well, it's like, well, sorry, we already did yeah. it. Like, what do we do now? Was it a war crime that we destroyed all of their homes? Yes. But yeah. now they don't have homes. So where do you want them to go? Yeah. Where should we go? Where should they go now? And so they're all just going to have to go to Arab countries. They're not, Palestinians are not going to be allowed back into Israel. Um, No, no, of course not. I mean, Israel is the last place that they would migrate to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I did read a somewhat, I would say mixed in terms of good and bad, but there was an article about a woman who had, in Palestine, in Gaza, who had quadruplets, and she just had them. They're all health healthy relatively like came to term and everything. Um, But they're like struggling for uh, food and diapers are a big thing. Yeah. The kids are safe. Like in um, they had, they had to flee from the North Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of the bombings to the South and they had to flee on foot. So this lady had four kids in her stomach fleeing on foot to the South. And uh, I couldn't do that. You know, I just want to say there is no context where I could support, quadruplets no i can't even walk after i've eaten too much so i don't know how i would do it with four <laughs> kids in my belly four equally sized children in my stomach i don't oh. think i could do it so uh in the sense uh just uh, shows like the resilience of palestinian Gazan people um but yeah they're still in you know there's i guess it also shows to me that like yeah these and these people aren't dead So, like, when we hear about the numbers of people, like, oh, these people are injured, dead, Mm -hmm. or their bodies aren't found, these are people who are relatively healthy, and this is how bad their lives are. Yeah. Yeah, still sucks. Yeah, best case situation in Gaza is you are a healthy civilian living in hell. Yeah, exactly. Worst case situation is you're dead, Mm -hmm. and then there's 10,000 kids who are missing a leg. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a lot of the stuff that I wanted to talk about for Israel Gaza. I have a couple other uh, articles, okay. but we can go into whatever you want to. Um No, it's I saw Putin is upset and he's drone striking um Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> There's a war over there too. There's a war over there too. Hey, let's not forget that drones are don't forget that fifty year old white men are fighting, shooting back and forth, sh- shooting at each other um, and and insulting each other, most likely. I Let's, bet let us not forget the insults that are the verbal insults that are at play. This is the only white war of my lifetime. If I don't talk about it, who will right? You yeah. have to. they call you right. <laughs> Hello Sam. They have like a they have like a voice like modulation. Hello Samuel. We heard that you have a podcast with 30 listeners. You haven't been reporting on the Ukraine. We'd like for this to change. I actually have a rock that was given to me at birth and it started glowing. Right when a white war started. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it still glows to this day. I just like imagining it's just like under your bed somewhere. You just like threw it like, what the fuck is this doing? Yeah. I, I never this. knew what it was for. I just thought it was a rock. Right. And then, and then once Ukraine and Russia had a war, it started to glow. Yeah. call Yeah. Samuel. <laughs> they call you Samuel. Yeah. Samuel. Pick up the rock. <laughs> it's it's actually important. <laughs> um, what other articles did you want to talk about? <laughs> Um, I know you want to talk about comics, but are we there yet? We, we don't have to talk about that yet, but we will, uh, I, I say we end with that maybe. Okay. Um, I did want to talk about, there's a deadly explosion, uh, at the Soleimani death anniversary. And this was in Iran. Yeah. 103 people were died, 100. Uh, Three people died. Um, Two explosives went off. Yeah. Probably trash can bombs. Okay. put in waste receptacles. They don't know who did it, but uh, I didn't know who Soleimani was because I'm not super well, whatever. So, I looked into it. Yeah. So, Soleimani was the um, second in charge of the Iran government underneath the Ayatollah. He was basically uh, a general who in the 2010s, created the uh, axis of resistance, as some people call it, which is Iranian-backed militias in the Middle East. We're talking uh, Hamas as part of it. We're talking Hezbollah, uh, uh, Islamic Jihad, uh, Yemeni, Houthi groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all, all A lot of these names that have come in up been coming up recently in the news. He was was a general who was an architect for the modern Arabic army. Yes, exactly. Uh, he also created the, um, he he was responsible for the creation and maintenance of the Hamas, uh, tunnel network in Gaza. Okay. So a lot of the stuff that we're seeing today, a lot of the fighting, like he is the architect of, of it all. And this was the memorial of his death. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, he was killed four years ago. He was killed four years ago. In Baghdad. By, by Trump. The, by by Trump. He, he went to, over there himself. He went over there himself. He's like, I got you, you motherfucker. You tried creating another militia. Um <laughs> It's the article said the he US <laughs> President Donald Trump ordered the 2020 assassination and he described Soleimani as the number one terrorist anywhere in the world. Uh, which is kind of a big deal for Trump to say that anybody's number one at anything. I know, that's why I was really confused by it. He was like, he's number one, he's the best, he's the greatest. It's hard for him to go <laughs> negative almost. he had, Yeah, like, no, he, yeah. he is a guy who talks in absolutes, and so he, you are either, he's, he's Jesus, and yeah. if someone else is comparable, they're the devil. Yeah, he's a bad man, he's a very bad man, he's the number one bad man. He's like me, but bad, yeah. but me, but bad. <laughs> he's, he's a lot like me, We've got a lot in common. Me and this guy, Soleimani. But I'm going to get him. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. (laughs) People (laughs) are lucky. I don't have to be so nice. I don't have to be so nice. I could be like this guy if I wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just as smart. He's he's just as smart as me. It's hard for him to like back. It's almost like he can't say anything negative about this guy almost. No, he respects him. He has to kind of respect him in yeah. order, and for his kill to be worth something, yes. he's got to pump yes. Soleimani up a little totally. bit. But <laughs> it's just so funny. Like Trump is not responsible for this in any way. The U S government as yeah. the whole military machine of the U S government is, was running before him and will run after mm-hmm. him, regardless of who the president is. Navy SEALs killed guys before this and they'll do it after this. Yeah. Too. <laughs> it was Navy SEALs. I was there. I was watching. <laughs> I, I, I called the, him, I gave him a pep talk. I gave him a pep talk. I said, you're the greatest. I said, hey, you got to get this guy. You got to get this guy. He's big. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's a big, <laughs> big boy. He's not going to go down with a fight. Um, so, so this is the four year anniversary of that. And there was a memorial yeah. near his grave site. A lot of people were, you know, there. Yeah. So the first bomb went off near the grave site. And then the second bomb went off about 20 minutes later where uh people were fleeing to yeah so the second bomb was you know orchestrated for mass uh civilian death right um again we don't know according to the articles that i read we don't know who it is the way you were saying it is that it's probably not a government because that's just not how governments uh directly bomb people like it seems more terrorism not that there isn't state sanctioned terrorism. Right. But it looks different than, uh, improvised explosives yeah. at a funeral. Yeah, exactly. Or at a memorial. Yeah. But we just, uh, long story short, I don't know who did it. Like we don't know. Right. So my thought with this is that it's important because we're seeing violence outside of Gaza now and have been for a while. Mm-hmm. And this is a big one right here in the Middle East. Um, and, uh, so people are like, you know, you know, there's uh, fighting obviously in Gaza, but then when it starts to go to Iran and mm-hmm. also, um, one of Hamas's top, uh, leaders was killed in Beirut, in Beirut. Mm-hmm. um, it starts to drag in all these other countries a little bit more directly into yeah. a bigger war. So, um, it, it It isn't to say that like one group is orchestrating like that Israel is orchestrating this or that they're like, oh, we want to drag people into war. Like, I don't know who they want to go to war with or who they don't. But you can see all the different pieces of things kind of starting to come together. Right. And this this was breaking news for us today. Yeah. So we really don't know the result or the impact of what. Uh, this bomb will be, yeah, but I imagine the Iranian response won't be lighthearted. No. And so Iran backs Hezbollah. Yeah. Okay. And Hezbollah supports Hamas. So uh, Iran supports Hamas, basically. Iran supports Hamas. Iran supports Hamas. Um, With this whole, the drone strike that killed Saleh al-Aruri, who's the Hamas leader. uh, Again, we don't know what the response is going to be. A lot of the articles that came out today was like, what will be the response? the Israeli or yeah, what will be the uh, Palestinian response for Mm -hmm. this or whatever. Um, And the same thing, like Lebanon doesn't want to be dragged into a war, but they feel like Israel is baiting them into a war, even though we don't know if Israel is responsible for killing this Hamas operative. Right. Which is like so interesting, right? Because it's, it should be the goal of their war right now is to kill Hamas. And so that's what they say. Right. But then because this guy's in Lebanon, they can't say that it was them. Sure. If it, if it was. Because then they are admitting that they are attacking Lebanon. Yeah. So we you say you have a war against Hamas and then when you kill Hamas operatives or if it was you, you can't say that it was you. Yeah. But you can kill s- civilians as much as you want. Right. That's cool. Nobody cares about that. Right. But there is consequences if you kill this one guy. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, This guy was the uh, deputy chief of Hamas's political bureau, and he was the founder of the armed wing, the Qasem Brigades. Okay. So mil- in charge of military. Yeah. A lot of the older Hamas operatives are guys who like went to jail in the 90s. Like Israel put them in jail, and then they were... Just never allowed back in the country. Yeah, this guy was in jail. So they live in, like, Lebanon. They live in... uh, uh, Maybe Iran. They live in other places. No, you're right. This guy was in jail for 15 years. Yeah, so So... At first, you're kind of like, well, I don't like any military group. I don't like anybody fighting. But you can kind of see like, oh, these guys were kind of pushed into a situation where they can't be in Palestine anymore mm-hmm. anyway. Like at first, I was kind of thinking like, well, these guys are cowards. They don't even live where their people right. are dying. They're millionaires who don't live in the place. but yes. It's like they were more expelled than anything. They were expelled. So it could be a combination of those two things. Right. But clearly, like when you have such a little power as a Palestinian, like even your top guys are a little, are getting fucked over a little bit too. Yeah. You know, like, but I don't know, maybe he is rich. Maybe he doesn't care about the people either. I don't know. When someone uh, goes to jail for such a long period of time, I can understand why you stand by them, even though they can't live in the country with you. Me too. Because they've dedicated their entire life to this cause. And just because they are now like sent out to pasture, to live in a nice apartment or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that you would abandon them. Yeah. They no. didn't abandon you. They didn't abandon you. 15 years is too much jail time to give up on this person as a leader. Yeah. Yeah. So people are protesting, I believe. in. I mean, people are protesting in the West Bank. There's like strikes going on uh, from Palestinians over this guy dying. So we've said in the past, like Palestinians don't support Hamas, which... It is true, I believe, still, but I. But this is showing the opposite a little bit, right? Like this is showing that some there is support in some sense yeah. for the. I mean, I think in some respects, it's like a political party that you don't respect. Like yeah. you still can't assassinate uh, our guy, our, our countrymen. Yeah, our countrymen. Yeah, you're still. It still shows. This a is war, still a war against us, against our people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um. but yeah. Anything? I think it's time to talk about the comics. Oh, the comics? Okay, gotcha. Unless there's a a real thing to talk about. Um, We've said a lot of real things so far. There was a, there's an article about the rich getting richer that you showed me. Yeah. Apparently 2022 was a bad year for the billionaires and 2023 was a good year for the billionaires. Yeah. A year that's good for the billionaires is not good for us. I know. I didn't realize that uh, people were this rich. Oh it yeah! T- it took me this long to figure that out. It's tough. These guys. Uh, should we do our our segment of? Uh, pff, that's a lot of money. Elon Musk worth two hundred and fifty billion dollars. That's a lot. a lot of money. A lot of money. That's a lot of money. Uh, there was a one point five trillion increase for the five hundred richest people. That's a, money. That's a, money. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um, Trump went up 500 million dollars, which is a small amount compared to a lot of the people, okay, but still 500 million dollars. That's, That's a lot of money. Um, I wonder how they got that Trump figure because his he manipulates his uh net worth more than maybe anybody, <laughs> yeah. and it's currently being debated over in courts how much he's worth. Yeah, he like he's he might go to jail, yeah, like he's on trial for so many things, yeah. Um So I don't know if this $500 million matters in the long term. So I can explain $500 million of his wealth in discrepancy. He has mar lago Yeah. Which is a social club in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Some of the most coveted real estate there is. And in the like New York tax documents, they value it around 28 million. And it's because it's a social club. Like he could not sell it as private property. Oh, it is worth it's it's worth something as a business, not as private property. And the reason he does this one is because it is a social club, but two, it's for tax purposes. Yeah. So he assigned documents that say I can never sell this as a private property. So he pays taxes on something that's worth twenty eight million, not over five hundred. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it could be worth seven hundred million. Oh, as okay. property, interesting. And so he's saying. And a lot of, I think, Republicans in his corner saying, it's like, yeah, but that land is worth $700 million. It's like, yeah, but he doesn't pay taxes on that. And he has signed away his right to sell it as private property. Yeah. And I'm sure, I think the tax laws in this country are a joke. And so I'm sure within 18 months, he could sell it as private property. But as of now, it is a social club and he pays taxes on it as a social club. That must be hard for him, you know, as a guy who likes to brag about how much he's worth where he's like he's like it's uh it's actually it's actually worth a lot more than twenty million. No, I think that he enjoys it because it's like instead of me paying fifty million dollars a year in tax on this place. That's true. I pay half a million dollars in tax. I'm a genius. I'm a tax genius, I'm a land genius. I'm a land genius. But I bet when he does his speeches, he tells people it's like, it's actually worth a lot more, but I tricked him. I tricked him good. Yeah, Bugs yeah. Bunny. <laughs> I'm kind of like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> so there's there's a there's a half billion dollar discrepancy in how much he's worth at the moment. <laughs> That's really interesting. I didn't know that about Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. What uh, public like country club? Basically, it's just, it does not have a golf course, so I don't know what you're paying for yeah. food hanging out. That sounds like a white, definitely a white person. Tax law is uh, social club. It's like a yacht club without the yacht. Yeah. <laughs> it's a social club. So you don't have to pay as much for, for in taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. It's good to have a recurring segment on the podcast. We normally come up with funny segments and then never do them again. We should never do it, yeah. <laughs> That's a segment. It's like, well, it's not a segment if you did it one time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was a segment of time in the podcast. What's another good segment that we've never done again? Uh, benefit of the doubt? We don't really do benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah, but we'll we bring could, that back. We, could, I don't, we should bring that back. I don't know who to give it to now. I feel, feel too cynical now <laughs> to give anybody the benefit of the All doubt. All right, well, next week... We're going to have somebody who we're going to give the benefit of the doubt to. Okay, I'm down. Okay. I'm going to be on the lookout. All right. Let me give you these. Was this it? Yeah. We read the, uh, as you know, we read the LA Times this week, and this is the first newspaper that I've read that- um, You want these two? I want those two. This is the first newspaper that we've read that has comics in it. And uh, you know me, uh, I gravitated to this almost immediately. Yep. If you hadn't checked in on me, I would have read no news articles, yeah. and I would have only read uh, Pickles, Baby Blues, crankshaft, Shaft, right. and Kanderville. Nealon, what do you think about the LA Times? This crossword puzzle is tough. It's insane, my horoscope's wild this week. <laughs> New York Times doesn't have um, comics in it. Does it have a horoscope? I think it does, yeah. Okay. But I don't think we ever looked at it. Um, So what I'd like to do is I'd like to read you some comics from this week, from today. Yep. And uh, you tell me if you think they're funny, maybe. Okay. Um, There's one called Tundra, which I assume is about um, people who live in the snow. And it's uh, Santa Claus crashing into an igloo. That's the image. And it says, by golly, I guess that really was a dog whistle. And I think that's coming from inside the igloo. So the people living in there are saying that. I don't get it. I think uh, the reindeer got, heard a dog whistle and crashed into an igloo. Okay. Okay. No, that's not a winner for you. Didn't land for me. That's okay. I got more. This one's funny. Okay. It's a dog uh, and he's digging through, through the snow and he's thinking, I knew it. Half a Dorito. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> I do like that one. Yeah, uh, I like that one. Um. Okay. This is called uh, La Cu- La Cucaracha.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Lalo Alcaraz. It's a Latino uh, cartoonist. Just so you know, it's not a racist. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cartoon. Sure. Um. It's a baby. It's baby New Year, and he's in a cage. And he's saying, Baby New Year, you might ask, what's so good about it? Looks like I got affordable housing. And again, he's in a cage. Right. I like it. Yeah. I'll take it. Topical. Yeah. About babies in cages. Babies in cages and affordable homing, housing. Right. Right. It's more progressive than the cartoons that we got when we were kids, right? I never saw any political, like... Cartoons like that. Maybe you would have just read in and not gotten the <laughs> that's, reference. That's probably about the hu- housing crisis and babies in cages. Yeah, that's probably very true. Um, I'm trying to find one more. Should I read one that I haven't read yet? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's get your live reaction. Okay. So this one's called pearls before swine. There's a rat and um, a cow sitting next to each other, drinking some, out of some tea. It Uh looks like. Hey, rat. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, you love it. No, I just love that I don't even have to explain who's saying what. (laughs) You know the cow's talking right now. Hey, rat, do you have any New Year's resolutions this year? Yes. To avoid anyone through their stupidity or poor judgment. Uh, to avoid anyone who, through their stupidity or poor judgment, causes me harm. Right now, I'm in the process of identifying them. That's great. What do you have so far? And then uh, the rat shows a paper to him, and it says, avoid self. Oh, I like that. This may be harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad, actually. I like that. I like that one. <clears throat> the great Dylan Sabiza has a joke about pearls before swine. What's the joke? Let's let's tell it. Oh, I, I mean... Um... Just as a reference. I don't want to butcher the joke. Okay. Okay. But when I heard Pearls Before Swine, I think I initially heard it first time with, with Dylan Sabisa. I don't know if I ever heard that before. Dylan breaking down uh, the idea of Pearls Before Swine. Yeah. I, I think I could think of a bit off the top of my head for Let's hear it. What, yeah. what, what an observation could be. Pearls Before Swine. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, duh. <laughs> I'll take the pearls. (laughs) Who's looking at pearls and then swine next to each other and being like, I don't know which one to put before the other one. (laughs) Am I close? I think that's the general, that's the gist. Okay. Well, if you thought of that, that's very funny. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, Cool, man. Well, that was fine. I don't know if there's anything else I think we, that we should we, cover. We said a lot. Dude, we, we we covered a huge range of stuff today. Mm-hmm. We talked about New Year's. We talked about resolutions. We talked about movies coming out in 2024. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about the news, like serious stuff. And yep. then, you know, we ended it on a sweet note with me reading uh, cartoons to you that was preceded by a recurring segment that we haven't been prone to do. We did well. We've been, we crushed it. Today. We really set the table for the new year and uh, we really delivered today. All other politics podcasts, watch out because 2024 is the year that perfect politics is going to eat. We're going to eat your lunch. We're going to eat your lunch. Okay. We're going to take your followers. We're going we're gonna to take your followers. Give us your Patreon. We're going to send that check to our house. <laughs> send it to our house. <laughs> I want a physical check of your Patreon money. If you do a movie podcast, watch out. If you do a roommate podcast, watch out. If, you guys, if you're just two guys talking about stuff, watch, watch out. Because and of course, every news article under the sun, we'll, we're going to read it. If you're just a, two dudes who have an extra room in your house and you're not even recording, but you're just having a friendly <laughs> conversation, <laughs> yeah, watch out. If you're two guys who occasionally have people over to your house, watch out. Watch out. Okay. Is that a new segment? Watch out. Yeah. It's where we threaten people. (laughs) Or we just, who should watch out this week? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Who's fallen under my ire (laughs) this week? My new enemy of the week. Yeah. The perfect politics enemy of the week. I like that. I think we need to find an enemy every week. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's easier than benefit of the doubt if we just say who we hate. Yeah, or, they can or, coexist. No, they can coexist, yeah. Yeah, we can find like someone who you might think would be our enemy, but we give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And we find someone else who's an enemy, and we tell them to watch, watch out. out. I like it. All right, thanks, man. See you next week. See ya.